You're listening to the Dudes and Dads Podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman. Welcome back, Joel. Episode 17. It's good to be here, Andy. And yet, uh, like like nomadic podcasters, we have journeyed into a new studio space. <laughs> again, once again, we are in a new studio space. I want to say this is our forever home. I, I we've, we've I'm counting. I'm we've counting. Rented, on it. We've rented a few spots, but now we've made the we feel like we've made the big purchase <laughs> and we can really settle down. <laughs> we we make a, you know and start having a family. We can really <laughs> settle down to where we are. That's almost a nice transition into our topic tonight. But oh, hey. fantastic! Beautiful you can segue. wait though. I will. You can I'll wait because on. we are going to be talking. First, we want to thank our Patreon supporters. If you are not a Patreon supporter, you can join us at dudesanddadspodcast.com slash support, and uh, we would love to have you support the show if you'd love to do that. So. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for those of you that have hopped on that bandwagon, and we would love to have more. So feel free to support this podcast and joel we would also like to thank yes we would bender automotive oh bender automotive the good folks over there at bender automotive in the beautiful town i guess technically it's emma it is emma yes but topeka emma area um we want to thank them because we've both had vehicles worked on this week <laughs> hey, uh, we, so we were in bad shape we needed a place that could uh get us in and in, in a reasonable amount of time now because people are picking up on the fact that Bender Automotive is definitely a place that uh, has quality service, uh, their their clientele is picking up, which we're super thrilled because they've just started. Absolutely. And so, uh, if you've got uh, if you've got uh, car needs and you need somebody that's like going to be like that reliable mechanic that just like soothes your heart at the end of the day, uh, Bender Automotive. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know. Sometimes you drop your car right. off at a place and you're like, I don't know if this man knows or these people know anything about if fixing my car cars. is going to come back in one, one piece come or back, not. Yeah. One piece or not. So but it definitely did. I, I want to thank Ryan for that. He did an oh, awesome job. Oh, Ryan, you're a good man. We appreciate you guys so much, Ryan. And uh, and uh, his is is Mary Ellen in the office? She called me the other day. She so does. Yeah. She calls me. She sends me emails. So we thank both of you yes. so much. Well, I mentioned that you had a beautiful segue about talking about family, yep. uh, and that is because tonight we have our wives on the show. The wives. You know, Andy, sometimes you, I, just, you, you take your life in your own hands, uh, and tonight the people that know us the best are here in this room, and I feel like uh, this is going to go one way or the other. It's going to go really, really great, or... We're sleeping on the couches in our new studio. That's exactly correct. So we'll see how it goes. And... The reason that I'm playing this epic music in the background is because this is a dudettes of the square table. It's our first episode. We've Wives edition. Wives edition. We've done dude, dudes of the square table before, but now we're going to the dudettes. I'm far more nervous about this one than the dudes of the square table. Me too. I'm glad you feel the same way. Because <laughs> our dudes of the square table was just was Gen Xers. and It was fun. Yeah. It was like we I, felt like, like the was, old person. I felt right. like I was the old person. You felt like the, the old then. person in the room. Like you were not going to be thrown for a loop here. Uh, anything is possible. It is. So, so we want to welcome Julie and Jackie to our show. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hi. Beautiful. They're naturals already. I can tell. Podcast ready, as Andy and I like to, we do. Like to say. So. Yeah. So um, here's here's the deal. Uh Every time that Andy and I get into the studio here, uh, and the ability, number one, our ability to get in studio to do this podcast, to even have the opportunity to uh, have a creative outlet, uh, is directly related to both these women sitting at this table. Because usually we have to, uh, unlike today, it takes a little bit of a off off the normal beaten path as far as when we're recording. But normally it's late at night. We're leaving our homes. 
after bedtime or right around bedtime and coming into the studio and these lovely ladies make it possible. So thanks guys for allowing us to do all the previous episodes. Hopefully this will not be the last one we ever do. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So um, I feel like we should just like uh, on this episode, we just want to like basically talk about, uh, we want to talk about our relationships with our wives, uh, how we even got into relationships with our wives, how we haven't gotten out of relationships with our wives. <laughs> all of that. Those good are all stuff. good topics. All good topics. So uh, first and foremost, uh, want to, and maybe it's just helpful for the viewers, I think, or listeners, well, viewers and listeners, they're both watching and listening. Um, I used to even have the discussion about, because uh, I like asking first, how uh, Julie and Andy met and uh, how they decided that marriage was a thing that they were going to do. I'm going to let Julie take this one. I love because it. Because I love when she yes. tells the story, but I think she tells she the tells story it better than I do. It's good. No so, pressure. So, Julie, um, how did how did you and Andy get uh, get connected, shall we say? Okay. So, um, Andy and I have known each other for a very, very long time. Um, I had two best friends growing up um, when I went to college. I went to college with one of those best friends who also is a female and the other best friend who is a male um, stayed back home to go to college back here and came to visit me one weekend and then kept coming back weekend after weekend after weekend. And before I knew it, he was hanging out with my roommate, the female best friend more than he was hanging out with me. Um, (laughs) And then he transferred schools the next semester. And before I really could, say anything or do anything about it. I was the third wheel and um, which is great. Actually, we love you, Corey and Amanda. Corey and Amanda, we love you. Thanks um, for the third wheel move. That's, that's nice. right. That's right. But that then put me um, into a position of not having, you know, weekends with anybody but me. And so uh, Corey uh, had a cousin who was Andy who came and kind of did the same thing came to the school that we were attending one weekend and just kept coming back every weekend after that um yeah so that's how we I mean we grew up knowing of each other but I'm five years older than she is though so right which translates to he was a jerk when we were younger hey hey now <laughs> I mean not I don't think you did were intentionally you were just a teenager when I would have been a preteen and right so the your your early on perception of each other was interesting gotcha yeah so when i knew he was coming to visit everybody was making a big deal about it and i was not for it because i just remembered him as not being super impressive and and julie i I know you'll know what i'm talking about like in general like you do have you have people like when you're young you have people capturing your mind a certain way for sure and then like as i run into people uh, that like we went so Julie and I went to high school together. So as as I run into people that we went to high school with years later, I mean they're significantly and it's no surprise they're significantly diff- different Absolutely. different people. Yeah. But when you meet them, you're like, you were the guy that said that terrible thing about right. me when I was whatever, you know. And and it's kind of like hard to, uh, yeah, hard to move on right. from that. So you got so basically, Julie's at college. Andy, what were you doing at the time, Andy, in that season of life? Well, because I'm, I'm way older than she As is. As we pointed out. I great. was working. Yeah. Uh, I had a job. I lived in Illinois at the time. And so okay. I was making a nice drive to Indiana 
every weekend. Wow. To, to how far was the, to <sighs> quote visit Corey? Yeah. So how far was like how far was that drive? Uh, like two and a half hours. Or so something. that's like no, a three. I think it was three and a half. Three yeah. and a half hours. So wow. it's so that's a commitment of time. Yes. I mean, that should have said something right there. I suppose. I was visiting my cousin. Were, now, Andy, were you like strategic uh, from early on in all of this, or was it just like Julie says? Julie yeah. says yes. Hard so. head shake, yes. He was far. He was far more strategic than I was. I was not for a relationship. I had just gotten out of a relationship, and didn't want to have anything to do with a dude. Right. Um, for a while, not. I, I had decided I wasn't going to date until I had graduated from college, and here comes this guy, like six weeks later <laughs> and, so, and so yeah so we, he, di- we didn't date for a while though he was definitely right more strategic in putting in the effort props to you andy um okay so then so julie you ended up not st- so you were down at indiana wesleyan you ended up not staying at iowa right. is that all direct like was that driven by the choice by the, with the relationship yes um so for as long as I had dug my heels in about being in a relationship, once then we decided that that's what the Lord was calling us to, we our relationship progressed pretty fast. So um, it was within a year that we started dating then that we were married. And um, our goal was that I would stay at school and Andy would find a job somewhere close by. And that was just not the reality of it. And yeah. so um, in order for us to survive, he had to have a job. And... Where better than Elkhart County, Indiana, where you can work in a factory and build RVs. So um, luckily that didn't last long, but we both had to move home. And so I left school at that point. Yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm piecing this all together in my my own personal timeline of like when that would have been. But okay. Okay. So. So let's talk about you a little bit. Let's talk about the beginning part of, of you and Jackie. Let's talk about that. How did you guys meet? I love this. I love this story because it's filled with, uh, gosh, there's so many twists and turns. It's a real, it's a real novel. But uh, so Jackie and I. So Jackie, though Jackie is only six months older than I am, she was two years ahead in, uh, in school, and we would have we would have met or known each, of each other when early on in early on in my high school. You would have been a freshman. Freshman. Right, and you would have been a junior. And then uh, Jackie dated a friend of mine. That relationship ended, and I'll let t- Jackie take the take the rest of the story. We've told this story. We tell this story every once in a while to like our high school students, and it's like uh, they think it's they think it's amazing because it's so it's so dramatic. But just just go ahead, go <laughs> ahead, honey. Let's own <clears throat> let's own the rest of the process here. What what would you say happened after that? <laughs> So, um, in typical high school fashion, um, this guy that I had been dating for two years or something, you know, so, so intense and dramatic, he broke up with me to get back with his previous girlfriend. So in a revenge move, I thought that dating his friend would be the best case scenario. And then they were not friends for for quite some time after yeah, that, I mean, a couple years, yeah, maybe longer than that. It's hard to say. Um, it was probably never the sa- really the same after that. <laughs> <but> <laughs> probably true. <laughs> yeah. So um, we had been dating probably for about six months, and I was like, oh, I 
probably should tell Joel that I really was just dating him. Things had been been getting more serious. I I, I was a senior when we had started dating. Correct. Yeah. Um, so I went to Jackie's. We have a lovely senior uh, Penn High School senior prom uh, photos. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we went to prom together um, because the person I was supposed to go with was shorter than me, and that clearly could not stand so obviously i i just want to share that my wife really is a wonderful person and we just <laughs> let's put this in the context of her being a her being a teenage girl well and, and she picked i mean you're tall yourself so i mean that right. was a nice match right it right. worked out it worked out okay so so we had gone to prom and then about six months later i felt like probably should tell joel that i really only had started dating him as this revenge move <laughs> um and it worked i mean beautifully obviously since they were no longer friends, it it had mission accomplished. Yeah, wow. Yeah, not that that's a good mission to have, but typical yeah. high school kind of relationship there. Um, I had gone off to college. We dated on and off through my first two years of college. Yeah, um, my commitment level was not was not really super strong, especially. I mean, I should say the big challenge was is that when I went off to college, then you know we were two and a half hours apart from each other, and. Uh, it was like I had not dated many, like really dated many girls in high school or anything like that. And then all of a sudden you get into college where there's kind of like more fish in the sea and you're like thinking like, oh, there's all these, I, you know, it's like I've not, you know, I've never really thought about any other options other than than this. And and turns out um, because of God's good grace to us, like really the other options that I pursued uh, eventually did show like this, they were not good. They were not good fits for, for me. So I, uh, after my, gosh, what would have been after my freshman year? Yes. If, is that right? After my freshman year of college? So at some point during your freshman yeah. year, we would have broken up. And I right. kind of like Julie was like, I'm done with this. I'm done with these relationships. I'm going to just like focus on myself and date <laughs> Jesus for a while, <laughs> something like that. And, yeah. and just really wanted to find who I was, um, as, as my own person, um, instead of being like connected to somebody. Cause up at right. then until that point, I probably dated a lot of people in high school yeah. um, compared to Joel. And then a couple of long-term relationships through high school, which are high school relationships. But when you're in high school, it feels very intense and very real. Um, so then it was like, I'm just going to take some time to just like be my own person, do my own thing. Um, so did that for a while. Joel's brother would still like reach out to me and be like, he's dating these terrible women. He says he's going to marry them. What am I supposed to do? And I'm like sitting back in my apartment by myself. And I'm like, dude, this is not my problem. This is your problem. <laughs> um, so I still kind of loosely knew what was going on in his life um, yeah. outside of that. And then I had gone, I think it was the summer. It would have been the summer after Joel's freshman year. I'd gone to visit his parents on the 4th of July. I knew that he had a girlfriend, so I figured this was like a safe time to go like stop by and see his parents. Because you figured I would not be around. Right, because right. wouldn't you be with your girlfriend on right. the 4th of July? Unbeknownst to Jackie, we had just ended the relationship. Right. So mm -hmm. I was like still pretty into Joel. Like, um, there were some experiences that I had in that time that, I could feel kind of God was pushing me towards that maintaining that relationship or keeping that door open. Um, 
So then when I like pull into his parents' driveway and he's like sitting on the porch, I can't like back out because it's a reasonably long driveway. <laughs> right. It would have been real obvious and real <laughs> obvious. Clearly he knew that I was there yeah. and it was like the world's most awkward dinner ever. Like both of us just sitting there having this dinner and like pretending everything was fine. And then he, he invited me to go like watch some fireworks with some mutual friends. And at this point I still didn't know that he uh, had broken it off with this other girl or maybe she had broken it off with him. I'm not sure. Um, but then we went and we did this fireworks thing and he offered me my, a sweatshirt and I was like, oh, well, clearly. Sweatshirts mean one thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> if he's giving me his sweatshirt, clearly this girl I'm is out of the my picture. Per- I'm proverbial arms around you. <laughs> but I was, right. still, I was still not really ready probably for a relationship. Um, and then a couple weeks later, it was my birthday and he had called me and left me a voicemail and I was like, I don't know. We should go out to dinner. I don't know about this. Um, so I ended up agreeing to meet him for dinner. I was about three hours late <laughs> because another mutual friend of ours was spending most of that three hours trying to convince me this was a terrible idea <laughs> for me to even do this. And he couldn't even believe that I would entertain the idea of mildly berating you. If I recall yeah. correctly. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was still my friend, but he's like, Joel, listen, I'm Joel's friend, but it's, it's bad news. <laughs> so um, so I met him for dinner at an Applebee's. It's very, very romantic. Um, and I just kind of put it all on the table. Like, if we're going to be in a relationship, it's going to be like this. These are kind of the basic rules or boundaries that I'm setting for this. Um, and you're going to agree to these things, basically. And then it was probably within a year that we were engaged and then... Yeah, another we're, several we're, months, and we yeah. got ma- and we were married. We dated, we dated, had good, good dating experience for twelve months. Then I proposed to you, and then a year late. Yeah, so, and that was, you know, and I, as I look back now, you know, just thinking about uh, the fact that Jackie was able to, like, I knew it was like when we got back together, it was like that was serious, like that was serious, and I knew that there was not going to be any other option like any other option and there there couldn't be it was just not going to be respond like it was just how many flat out responsible so i i think entering into our marriage as with you guys there was this level of like there became a moment of intentionality where this is a this is a real thing mm-hmm. and you know and i talk with enough people that i think really struggle with the I, i'm just thinking of a conversation i had with with a person that's you know right on the age that we would have been married at and, uh, you know, really struggling with do I, don't I, do I propose? I'm not, how do I know this is the one, you know, really, really like really caught up in that, in those conversations. And I just like, like, do you guys feel like, would you be able to identify like we knew, like there was no, there was no like, Ooh, is this the right choice? Or was it like very, cl- I, how was it clear to you? I think that was why I drug my feet so long in committing to a relationship because I knew, where I was at as a person, as an individual, I wasn't in a point where I just wanted to have a relationship just to have a relationship. I wanted it to be for the long haul. Um, and so, I, yeah, I don't know that there's any like one thing that I could point to there. It was like, oh, yeah, this is this is the but, one. Yeah. But um, but I did want to make sure that I knew who Andy was before we even yeah. started dating. Right. And I, and that's one of the things that I, that we did. Like I, we set you down and I said, Hey, this is stuff that I struggle with. This is who I am. Like, I mean, she had a good way to know that a little bit. Cause she knew me growing mm-hmm. up before that outside of the dating relationship. She knew my cousin, 
but you know, when we, before we started dating, we sit down and talked and we, we prayed about it a lot before we even started dating. Mm -hmm. Like there was definitely pressures around us of people saying, Hey, you know, Andy and Julie, Oh, Andy and Julie. But mm -hmm. like, we were very intentional about not just rushing into a relationship. Yeah. And we, you know, like Jackie and I, like our extended kind of our extended faith community and friends were pretty well connected with each other. And I think there was, so that was the whole process too, because they all knew the drama and the ups and downs that had gone on in our relationship previously. And so of all people, they had, I think a right to be like, are Yeah. Are you, are you sure about this? Cause you know, and, and so it was like, we didn't just get an easy, yeah, an easy pass on, um, oh, this is the greatest, this is the greatest thing ever. I mean, people were excited for us, but nevertheless, it was like, I had a lot of very serious conversations with people that, that knew us both. And, you know, we're like, now, I don't know, not to say it wasn't a don't screw this up, but it was kind of a don't screw this up, uh, you know, conversation, like how, how intentional are you? So. All that to say, we we as both as couples, we got married young. I mean, I was twenty two. Yeah. Jackie was almost twenty three. Julie was twenty, just barely, just barely twenty. I'm old, <laughs> but you were still, but you were still younger than most men are getting married. Like right, yeah. Overall, mid, mid I think I was mid twenties, yeah, right? So, and I've, I've thrown this stat out: the average age for men in America, the average age of the of their first marriage is 28 and then 26 year old, 20, roughly 26 years old for women. So getting married at 20 or 22 is like young or it feels, or it feels young now mm -hmm. anyway. Um, did you guys ever get any pushback? Like maybe for Julie, I mean, 20 years old, mm -hmm. like I think for most, like if most, if there are any other moms listening right now, thinking about their teenage daughter, you know, TikTok graduates high school, twenty years old or so, and looking at marriage. I mean, I'm, that that would probably my guess would be that that would bring up a little anxiety. Well, and I I would say too we we dated for just under like it was like the week before we got married was our one year like dating, and so we got we were not dating real long before we got married, and you know we were engaged at like six months, right, or is it somewhere around somewhere there. around yeah. there? So like. Looking back on it, it felt very fast. I don't think we felt that going at into the time. It. it didn't feel fast, and I don't think that we received a ton of pushback. But I do know, like especially in our extended families, no, we'll just say my extended family. There, you know, was like the is this a really good idea? But I think the people that really knew Andy and knew yeah. myself, there was never any concern. But that's also to say, Andy's sister was married at eighteen. So, okay. yeah. um, for his family, it wasn't. So we that. waited a long yeah, time. Yeah, wow, you you were really old, <laughs> slow to the gun there, buddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and and again, I think, I mean, if you look historically at when people were getting married, you know, it's like, you know, when is when is old enough? Really, like when when is old enough to get married? When are you? Because there's certain things, certain. Uh, I mean, I guess our experience, certain knowledge and wisdom and understandings that you only get through actually doing this dance of marriage, mm -hmm. basically, and trying and trying to figure it out. And, you know, so it's like, well, you know, I yeah, I probably I probably don't want my 18 year old son getting, you know, married at 18. I probably don't want that for him. Um, but I probably don't want him to have to go through the difficulty that I'm. we all of us have experienced with friends and family of 
later 20s, mm-hmm. early 30s. The, the, the field of potential mates is narrowing and narrowing. There's mm-hmm. just all of this. You feel stressed to have to Oh, try my and gosh. And I the whole, like, like how, when I, if any of you were to, like, let's just say, let's just say that one of your spouses got hit by a truck tomorrow, God forbid, and, like, well, here's a good interesting question. Would either of you let's let's talk about our death, Andy. Why don't we do that? Sounds let's, perfect. Let's just go into a place where you and I are not on the face. If we die, you have to take this podcast yeah, over. That's right. It'll <laughs> become the do that the do that and women yeah, I don't know. Whatever, something. something. Would, would would you guys like do you think you would uh Jackie, do you think you'd ever think about remarriage? We haven't I don't know if we've ever we've talked about this recently at all. I'm really throwing it out there. I mean the prospect of like the work of dating um, that I see some of my coworkers going through does not look like anything I'd want to have to do. But <laughs> also, like we have a ton of kids, yeah. so yeah. if I could have somebody help me with that, yeah, I'm. I mean, let's just I'm say just that if both Joel and Andy are hit by bus, <laughs> we'll just move in and raise all of the children, <laughs> helping like each other great, out. That sounds like a great option. Glad we, yeah. I'm glad we figured this out here. Yeah. We could really go down that road <laughs> we for could. A, long, a long time, but we'll, let's but not. Won't. Wow. I, we got the edged, things we got edged out very quickly. The things that we learned on our podcast. I know, right? We got edged out very quickly. So there, there's kind of like the thing about the emotional energy, mm-hmm. like the emotional energy. I mean, do you feel like kind of that same oh, way? Yeah. Like, like for from a practicality standpoint, sure, but like. Yeah, I would ha- have a hard time yeah, wanting yeah. to just like jump back into getting to know somebody. And I think it would be really hard too because, and this might be jumping ahead of where you're at, because we got married so young. Like Andy and I say all the time, like, I didn't even know you right. when we got oh, married. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, so I would feel like I was carrying that expectation of knowing somebody that well. Like, yeah. Andy and I have been married 15 years. Yeah. Like, to jump into another marriage, I would feel like I needed to know somebody for 15 years yeah. because that's how well I knew Andy. Like it would be really, really hard to not. Right. To yeah. just jump in kind of blind all over again. I mean, guys, we're like, I think you would agree. Jake and I have talked about this. We are fundamentally not the same Mm-mm. people we were when we got married, you know, for Jackie and I going on 14 years ago. And it's like all that work, <laughs> like, all that work. It's just such a major investment, which, I mean, it's marriage. It should feel like it's been a major investment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just got Joel to realize that switching the laundry includes putting the stuff from the washer into the dryer <laughs> and also putting more clothes into, <laughs> into the washing the wash. machine. And it's like, it's oh, you want me to keep taken, this going? Oh, okay. It's only taken 14 years oh, to do that. Hey, so. guys, we're, we're getting places. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. No, I, I'm... <sighs> Like I am so great. I look now and I say I am grateful that we got married when when we did, because I I feel like we number one we did not open ourselves up to just a lot of the heart. There's a different kind of hardship, and it's a hardship that I would not want to experience of being a young adult into adulthood and and dating. Uh, just secondly, if I can also just say uh, uh, to to uh, also a practical point, but does have to do with marriage. Uh, to quote the Apostle Paul, better to marry than to burn. Like, and to, to try to remain, I mean, let's just be real, to try to remain single and just in terms of your own 
of your own sexuality, mm-hmm. like trying to navigate life, and especially in a world that is, you know, between hookup culture that is really, you think of it as a younger thing, but it's really going through uh, all young adulthood. Like that is just so much to try to na- to try to navigate and to and to meet another person that's really committed to that same thing as well seems increasingly difficult to find. Um, and so there's kind of like the relate, there's all that relational piece of trying to navigate that. And it's like, I just look at dating now and it's like, just sounds exhausting to me. Like the whole, the whole thing. Um, so we would not, we would not have done it any, I think I can say that we would not have done it any differently. I think one of the benefits of being married earlier, I had just graduated from college. Joel was still in college. Um, is, we did a lot of that growing up together. So it wasn't like one or the other one of us were really set in a routine or had certain ways that we really liked to go about Mm -hmm. all of the things that life entails um, where we had to then figure out how to rework that, including someone in there. Cause it was, it was us figuring it out together instead of like, Oh, now I have to incorporate this other person into my life. And I feel like they're Mm -hmm. impeding on all of my freedoms um, or they're, you know, micromanaging all of the things that I'm trying to do, or I've never had to share this space or this reality or this routine um, because we were figuring it out at the same time together. Right. I, mean, I think the toughest thing was probably to trying to figure out like, okay, so for Christmas, we're going to your family or my family. Like that was the toughest thing I think for mm-hmm. us. I mean, as far as like incorporating our lives together, mm-hmm. yep. uh, you know, cause we didn't, again, yeah, I would say the same thing. We didn't have like a set, like this is how I do laundry and this is how I cook. And this is cause I don't do those things anyways, but, uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like we, we, we didn't have those preset, like you said, Jackie. Yeah. And, and I'm just, I'm well, and like for Jackie and I, Jackie and I lived in three, am I right? Three different places in the first two, three months, three different places in the first three months of our, of our marriage. The first place, the, the, uh, we we had a reservation in for a uh, an apartment that was under construction that caught fire during construction, and we were told just a week before we got married that we would not have that place to live. Uh, moved into a house that was like a friend was moving out of, and they needed someone to kind of watch over it. But while we're on our honeymoon, it gets sold, so we come back to see that whatever. Then we move. Oh, so there's actually four. So then we move in with my parents, but my God bless her, my my grandmother was also at that same time <laughs> moving in with them because of some other really just challenging circumstances. And we made that for not very long because uh, – and that, this, that was one of the first times where, where Jackie had to like – we had to sit down and Jackie's like, I cannot – like I love your family and everything, but like this, this rhythm – like all the stress of us just trying to be adults together and to try to figure out marriage and all of that. Like it is a little weird when you and your wife – where your room is your high school, the you know the room you stayed in in high school, you know, and like like it's weird because you because it's like we felt like our adulthood was put on hold, like like right. we were not actually. Well, we had that same thing happen a little bit later. We had been living in a house for ten years. years and sold it, but before we got a new house, we had to move into with her parents in the, in the basement. So and we took three kids and with yeah, us. Oh, so boy. like yeah. that was a whole because yeah. that wasn't it's just hard. like. Like the two of us trying to figure out and, you know, holding our, you know, new marriage, but like also having a kid and parenting and then, you know, having grandma and grandpa and aunts around and things like that. That was tough to be parent in that same situation, too. Like, so, yeah, yeah. that was tough. Yeah. And so, 
you know, I consider it now on the backside like an incredible blessing that we were able to like that. Like I look back now, like the amount of major stressors that we were undergoing from the place where we, our living situation. Um, Jackie and I, I mean, we, Jackie and I, Jackie graduated in two thousand six. I technically I finished school after five year programs for each for both of us, but like uh, two thousand eight when we graduated into um, a, a major recession. Um, that was really, really challenging. You know, Joel with his fancy Bible degree, uh, was not highly marketable, uh, for like a professional job. And so I was bivocational for a long, it, it felt like a hustle. Like it was a big hustle for a long time. And it felt like we were always and this has been, I think a thing that Jackie and I have like just recently, we're trying to get out of the mindset and it's probably a lot on me is like this poverty mindset of like, we have just been making it for so long. Like only the last few years, if we had like profession, like only one professional job, like each of us, where we weren't like trying to piecemeal. Does it feel like I'm articulating this reasonably accurately? Yeah. 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 And so now, look, here we are in our mid 30s, and it's like we just now kind of feel like we are getting close to maybe being adults together, sort of. Some days more than others. So let's talk about that a little bit. We had mentioned our wives. Are doing different things professionally, um, you know, or non-professionally. <laughs> either, either way. So amateurly, no, I don't know yeah. what. <laughs> They're different things, you know. My wife's a stay-at-home mom, but she's also a homeschool teacher and running a ministry. Uh, Jackie's. She also watches Molly, so also watches, she also your watches daughter. our youngest daughter. Right, super helpful. Um, yeah, but then Jackie goes to work daily, you know, out of the home. So let's talk about that and like how that affects our families and how we're doing that. Yeah. Did, so, Julie, did you did you? Env- I mean, I, probably not. But did you envision any of the components of your of your family structure and how you guys have arranged things? I mean, growing up, I always had the assumption that I was going to be a college graduate. That after that, then I would get married, and after working for a while and being a professional, then we would have a family. And so, when things precipitated very quickly, and just in our relationship, and then in being married, and then finding out that I was pregnant within that first year of marriage, there was a lot coming at me really fast. Um, So there were a lot of tears in that because I, I had the heart's desire that once we had children, then I would stay home. Um, So there was a lot that I had to lay down as far as I'm not going to be college educated and I'm not going to have that work experience. But I was also so grateful that we were in a position where I could stay home with our children. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and if you would have stayed in college, the, I you would might never. not have had that opportunity. I never would have had to yeah. had that opportunity for sure. Yeah. Which is interesting, really. Mm-hmm. I think that says something about our college system. For sure. That, like, I think growing up, we're sold um, – we're sold that if you go to college, you're making the right choice to 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 make yourself a to give yourself a better mm-hmm. life in order to be successful. Right, you have to go to college, to higher education. But yeah. in reality, I'm going to be paying my student loans like until my kids go to college. So at, I'm not exactly sure where that like right. where is my better life coming in. Right. Yeah. As a result of um, yeah. going to the college that I went to, um, which was just really expensive, and that was a poor financial choice that I had made. Um, you know, because like when the, I was 18, it 
back in the didn't day, really they didn't have them. they didn't have people. I mean, we're we are the predat, which I'm not saying necessarily that we experience any predatory lending, but we it was back in the day there was a lot less transparency about what it was what that loan structure was going right. to look like what like what the actual sum total all said and done what it was going to look like for you to have to pay those loans back and, and um, let's be honest 18 year olds don't have the ability to grasp what it means to especially be paying no. on a loan for the next and none of our years. And none of our parents even I mean my parents are both college graduates but none of them obviously were going to to college in like their college experience and all the financial pieces and all that were were light years different mm-hmm. than than what you know what we're experiencing, and I, I mean, even think of the, uh, I even think of the rate of like, when I started at Cornerstone University in 2013, it was all said and done. I was paying nineteen thousand dollars a year to go to school. When I finished four years later, after I transferred to Bethel, what is now Bethel University, it was pushing twenty, it was twenty seven thousand dollars a year. So it over the course, like it's. Eight thousand dollars more over the, just those that course of time, um, it just seems and, and like that has continued on. Like it's un, it's not you just couldn't wrap your head around what the implications mm-hmm. of all that were going to be. And once you get on the college train, like it's like I better get this degree because if right. I don't, if I if I get all this debt, like how am I going to pay for it? Because I remember Jackie, like Jackie thought about transferring at one point, and we there was different things that we had talked about. But it's like you're so far down the down the hole. So that being said, I, I think if I can articulate this correctly, you know, Jackie has often felt like she could maybe professionally be in a similar situation that she is now professionally without the without the education that you got. Is that is that fair? I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's people that are in my position um, that don't have the same education that I do. Yeah. But then I think you've also said you didn't know if I would marry you if you hadn't gone to college. Well, I guess there's that too. I don't, which I don't know. Right. That's hard to say. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know because we I, weren't at a place probably then. Yeah. Um, graduating into a recession also not helpful. Our generation, um, like myself, I graduated in 2006. So the recession was just kind of ramping up, but like jobs were already starting to go cold at that point um, to be able to find something that, so I was working two jobs when I graduated from college um, in those first years of marriage while Joel was finishing his degree. Um, So myself and probably the next several years after me, it's actually um, that group of folks will never catch up financially to the generation that's graduating now financially. Right. We will right. always be considerably behind um, just because of that recession. You started off with, it was a professional office job, but it was what, $10? It was like 10 bucks yeah, an hour? Yeah, I started at $10 an hour yeah. graduating from college. Yeah. And then working <laughs> working at, uh, was it Bed Bath & Beyond? Bed Bath & Beyond? Too? Was that, yes, sure. Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, yes. So I remember like going and... Egyptian cotton towels, man. I'm telling you. (laughs) I'll tell you what I loved is, though, is that whenever there was a good clearance item, uh, like Jackie was on it. Like, we got some nice knives. Uh, (laughs) Bed Bath & Beyond was not, yeah, it was a good place to work. Yeah. If you're looking for... For something. It's just funny you remember the things you remember. I remember sitting in the at late at night, it's like eleven o'clock at night, to pick her up from work in an empty parking lot, and it's just like those images that I have of uh, of our early of well, our early days. And but. I think too that that maybe maybe being younger when we got married helps some of those things too, because we had the energy to you know 
go wait in the parking lot at yeah. 11 o'clock when you know you get off or whatever yep. um, you know running around doing all of these things having two young boys in our case at the time um, like we were fairly young and married when we had both of our kids and like two of our kids two of <laughs> I mean, both and yes. both like, at that time. <laughs> there's more I mean. than there's more than those. Yes. There is but. more than those two, but I mean, like <laughs> at, the, at time, the time, there was just, two little dudes. I just know that Reagan is listening to this, and she will <laughs> correct you. That's all. She's gonna give me a hard time, anyways, because <laughs> I can't remember her birthday. But that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I think that the being young helps that. Yeah. Out. We didn't know what we didn't know, and that was maybe helpful. Um. But yeah, I just, again, for, it seems like there's a lot of, and maybe Julie, you just touched on this a little bit, but there is, there is this desire, increased desire of like, I'm going to live my life and then I'm going to allow marriage to interrupt that mm-hmm. later at some point versus I think being married can actually, if we do it right, if we're faithful, prayerful, if we're all of those things can actually bring a gift into my life sooner mm-hmm. and i can actually grow as a person in light in, in light of that like I, that's the thing like i can like i am you know like we said fundamentally different people i would definitely the ways that i have matured as a person apart from marriage i just don't i don't think i don't think it happens uh i have met people that are are my age right now where it's like there's maturity issues in their life and it's because relationally they've made they've made choices to like not have to submit their life to the needs of other, whether both children and a marriage, they've not had to submit their life to the needs of other people. Let's just say it would also be fashionably bad too, because I'd probably still be wearing my green combat boots, right, Julie? Right. And maybe did right. when? How long did he wear the the fireman's the fireman's oh, coat for? For way too long. I listen, don't, listen. I think that we <laughs> actually moved that coat, so it's only been within the last five years that we've. In my defense, the fireman's coat was warm. It was you, nice, buddy. I know there were a lot of practical reasons. There's a lot of practical reasons for it. So, uh, listeners, you should also know this: that Julie and I have had several conversations. I think it's going to happen eventually, where someday I take Andy out. Uh, waiting for the day and we just we do like a we, not like a because here's the deal he's well groomed right now so I feel like that's that's <laughs> so grateful thank you concrete barber uh, he's well groomed right now uh, I think uh, I think here's my goal Julie I'm just gonna put it out here a, a sports coat in his future Please. like that would be that'd be the day Bring it on. oh here we go so uh, you know I'm just saying Andy it's because I care Uh <laughs> I love you, Joel. (laughs) But yes, there are things obviously that we, I don't know that we've, oh, let's, here we go. Let's do this. What would you say, ladies, uh, what would you say there's one thing like in our personalities that has like significantly shifted for the better in our in our time being married? Like something maybe that you got to go back into the deep recesses of your mind of something that just drove you about us that just drove you nearly nuts when we were first married that maybe has maybe it's softened maybe it's altogether disappeared whatever whatever the the case might be I don't know that it drove me nuts as much as Andy is very much an extrovert and I am very much an introvert um and so same yeah so same here <laughs> so the early days of our marriage I think Andy felt like we had to be like, go, go, go all the time, doing something, being with somebody. 
Um, and I was like, whoa, like we have a house that we can just chill at and we don't actually have to do anything. And so as much as I'm glad that he's kind of chilled out about that, I'm glad that he has forced me to like get out of the house. Well, and I would say like, likewise too. I mean, it's opposite because now there's times that I'm like, can we just stay home? I'm tired of moving right. around. Like, so there, there is that definitely that where, where we've kind of both grown to appreciate the other part. And, of it. and I find that interest, that dynamic really interesting with the two of you, because now your both your, your personal, your ministry life and your professional life are, are more, pri- are more private and removed. And then mm-hmm. Julie has much more into the, like the public sphere, like speaks in front of large groups of people oh, yeah. regularly and all those sort of things. And so it's like this interesting well, yes, semi regularly. Julie, you know, you <laughs> occasionally. If, you know, when I talk about you to other people, it's like, yeah, she's filling rooms all the time with. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> highly sought after yes. uh, conference speaker is right. just like the next step. So, yeah, like things have shifted for mm-hmm. you guys personally, and I'm I'm just wondering if that's like you've brought that out in each other. I to, think so. Uh, to a significant, uh, to a significant. Yeah, I think point. so. So now, you, if you could only see Jackie's <laughs> Jackie's expression, like she's really searching for. YouTube.com or no, no dudes and dads podcast.com slash YouTube will take you to our YouTube channel. So you, you can, can see, see Jackie. all the nonverbal. So like, am I the same? Am I the same 22 year old boy that you, that you, that um, you I, I'm not really good at remembering like how terrible, how terrible you, you were used to be, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, I resonate kind of with Julie where she was saying the introvert extrovert thing. I mean, we had people in and out of our house probably for the first five years of our marriage endlessly. Um, Joel also can make a new best friend like every three weeks, um, which then comes like a whole new circle of friends every three weeks. And sometimes it's like, but I just started liking the last group of friends and now we have a new group of friends what happened to the old some some of those kinds of things um and then i also think we both came from i think we thought we came from really similar family backgrounds Mm. but as we got further into marriage we realized um that they were actually pretty different um pretty different financially so that was some difficulties that we had to work through and then um just in like how my parents interact is really different than how joel's parents interact. Sure. So there was a lot of expectations that each of us was bringing to the relationship that we had to kind of work through. Like my parents do a lot of stuff together. Um, like if my mom goes to the store, my dad probably is going to go too, just cause they like to, they, that's just how it's always been. Um, Joel's parents do a lot of things. They do a lot of things together, but they do a lot of things separate as well. So they Joel their, kind of they have specific separate activities. So I had yeah. all these assumptions of what, Joel, I was expecting Joel to do, but then he wouldn't necessarily do those things. And then I think there was some points of I mean, come on, guys. Non-verbalized there. expectations in marriage have seldom ever <laughs> happened. <Yeah. laughs> right. So different yeah. things like that. Um, I came from a big family. Joel comes from a smaller family. So even with our kids, Joel only has a brother. I have three sisters. So I come from a family for... I know what that life is. Um, so I feel a little bit, I knew what we were getting into with four kids. Joel really didn't know. I did not know. Um, I'm still I not did, sure if I Joel d- knows I did not know. what it takes to run like you, the crazy a home with four kids. Um, so 
that's something that we're always yeah. just continuing to grow and improve and work and through Andy, even just this morning, working through some of those things. Yeah. Um, Andy and I, Andy and I have said, uh, I think to each other, um, like there's, uh, like Andy and I have regular, so let's be interested to see how you feel. And cause I know, uh, there's this whole mom guilt, uh, thing about raising children and whatever, but like Andy and I have said regularly, like we are concerned that we're like unbeknownst to us, like we're screwing our children up big time at any given point. Like we have the, there's this anxiety about it, like that we're doing things or saying things or not saying things that we ought to. Um, do you, like, do you res, how would you voice that, that, that kind of that tension and that, that, that anxiety? in your, in your own life with kids? Um, I think going back to like the working or staying home thing probably has, it's different, but the same piles of mom guilt that come with that. So I work, um, I have a sales position and I probably work any typically probably 45 to 50 hours a week over the summer. It was closer to between 50 and 60 hours a week. So I work a lot. Um, which puts a lot back on Joel's plate for picking up some of those pieces. Um, so then I, most of my mom guilt comes from not giving my kids probably the experience that I was given growing up. Um, my mom mostly stayed home. She occasionally worked different jobs or at the school, so we would still see her. She usually was home when we got home from work. Um, she got home from work like usually when we were getting home from school, so she was there a lot to do a lot of the mom things we we did I was pretty um I'm not sure what the word is she she always had fun things for us to do like we were constantly doing like crafts and activities and going places and baking things and um that kind of stuff and I feel like my kids miss out on that since I'm working a lot um which is just kind of the demands of the job that I'm in right now um it's a good job work for some good folks but it does take a lot of emotional energy and physical time. I'm gone from seven in the morning until probably six every day. And then obviously they're going to bed at eight. So that's like 10 hours a week during the week that like I even get to see them other than in the morning when I'm just yelling at them to get dressed. So <laughs> we can go to school. Um, but, but that, that there's a lot of mom guilt with that time that I'm missing from them. Um, yeah. So I would say, I feel like they're getting a little bit of the short end of the mom opportunities stick. Um, so then there's a lot of pressure on the weekends to try and make up for all of that time. But there's also like, you know, all of the normal job house maintenance kind of things that. Which I think identifies maybe what, what some of the tensions are between you and I, where it's like what I need or what I feel like I need from the week from our weekends is definitely in. It overlaps with Jackie some, but it is definitely in a certain way different than what you feel like you need in a week in in a weekend in terms of what you want to accomplish, what you, what well, I think what, what I need in a weekend is different than what's available yeah. in a weekend because you still have to do all of the things like all of the laundry and all of the dishes and endless crumbs on the floor. Like a lot of all of the, it feels like all of the time not at work is just spent like, maintaining and keeping the ball rolling to get to the next day. So you're constantly just like, um, you're only just managing the next fire. You're never mm -hmm. looking further yeah. down. Well, and I would road. even say sometimes for me, that feels like that, even though you're at home, Julie, like it feels like I come home, I'm, 
we eat dinner and then I'm doing the dishes for the next 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, and then it's time for bed. Like for, so for, even for me, like, I think that that I, I sometimes feel like that too, you know, where I don't have enough time with my family. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and the thing is that kid and, and, and just knowing that most kids spell love T I M E. I mean, that's the, that's, that is a, a primary way in which they're experiencing while we, yeah, how we feel about them. So it, yeah and i wish there jackie and i have talked so many times like we like we will we will we will talk interesting interesting scenarios about how we can how we could address you know where we feel like we're falling short or whatever but it it just it feels like there definitely some uh some parameters or lack of lack of solutions um at least at this season we have we have young children but so julie but like so for you your daily rhythm at at home with kids, all of that is is different in it's that different and yet still so the same. Interesting. I mean, this is like my whole this past week has been this idea that my kids are never going to see the fun side of mom because we are schooling yeah. six hours out of the day. And those hours and that I'm not schooling, I'm committing to running a ministry to keeping up with laundry and I mean Andy already said he does the dishes so I'm not like I can't even get to that and literally the only time that I have to just be either myself by myself (laughs) or to do something fun with my kids is the 30 minutes that he's doing the dishes and honestly by the time of the day I'm like I need to take a break (laughs) like I and and so yeah like it's the struggle is real of like what are my kids going to remember of their childhood? Are they going to remember mom that was crawling down their neck to finish their math work and go take your laundry to the basement or, you know, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, it's different from Jackie's and yet still so much the same. Yeah. Yeah. I d- do. You, do and you- I definitely think Julie's stay at home quote, stay at home is not typical. No, She's right. spending, a lot of hours um, on her Hope Mommy stuff, which says let's not discount all of the things that Julie does to to, to make life go around. And mm-hmm. um, just because she's home, she still is maintaining like 40 hours towards other mm-hmm. things that um, that people are taking from her in her time for sure. Uh, Andy and Julie, how, how have you guys figured out uh, when you're dividing up the uh, the tasks of the home and like who does what and what like is do you got a system for that or it's like who's gonna <laughs> you, you, you roll the dice who's gonna put out the fire for this thing yeah no I, mean, I, I think there's kind of a give and take um i mean we kind of have our our chores that are our chores if you will like you know i'm i'm the one doing the dishes a good majority of the time however there have been times that i've come home and julie's done them uh same likewise she's mostly doing the laundry but there are times that we sit down in the evening and we fold them together or, you know, she's gone to do hope mommy stuff and I'm doing that while we're hanging out with the kids. And so like we, we have our, I would say our own chores, but at the same time, there's still a give and take as far as what happens. Like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, the laundry basket's sitting there unfolded. I'm not going to touch it cause it's Julie's job. Um, but I would say we kind of just, you know, we've, would you say we've, we've kind of just kind of yeah, negotiated? I don't know that- I don't know that we've like had a conversation where we're like, well, you're going to do this and I'm going to do that. Yeah. I think it's just been kind of like it's evolved to that over time. But also to Andy's credit, he is the most laid back person in the world. Um, And so 
if I'm getting uptight about something needing to be done, uh, I'm not always the most gracious about, hey, will you help me? I could really use some help. It's not that nice usually. Um, but he will do anything, yeah. anything that I ask. He is an Enneagram 2 to his core. So whatever he can do to help. Jackie's really upset about this Enneagram 2 thing because Andy and I are both twos, right? But Jackie will say up and down that my like she does not <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna say this. She does not experience me as a strong helper. Um my awarenesses about uh yeah, my awarenesses about some of those daily things of like what need to get done are not are not great. Well, I wonder if a lot of that is because you're your tuness is coming out in seeing things around you like, oh, Andy needs this or so-and-so needs this. Right. Whereas Jackie's with you all the time. So it kind of that it's easy to push off like, oh, Jackie needs something, but like I'm going to come well, home later. Yeah, because in, in part like which is this part of the deal is that like the things that we have around our house, it's like it's just like when Jesus said the poor will always be with you. For <laughs> me, it's like the laundry will That's always true. be with like there's the. And I'm and I'm not saying that. I think just subconsciously, that's in my mind where it's just like this is an ongoing thing. I'm we're never going to conquer this this beast until my doggone kids can learn to do their own laundry and fold it and put it away by themselves. Never which just, gonna happen. Which just based upon how I was in high school, uh, the chances of that happening are like a snowball's chance in Hades. So I just like coming to terms with those those realities too. But like I, yeah, it's just it's something that. Somewhere between my own unawareness, a mixture between my own unawareness and my own selfishness somewhere in there, uh, like that is that's part of the that's just part of the struggle of and in my mind, like a lot of the things. So like me, like me mowing the lawn, Jackie would recognize that that like, okay, that has to get done. But on the priority list, it's like super, super low. Like she. I don't want to put words in her mouth. She would, she'd be like, if the grass got like six inches tall, she'd be like, eh, not DEFCON 5, right? The Where, kids can play hide and seek. Right, it. yeah. Whereas with me, I'm like, this is, this is, a, this is a legit concern because it's going to get like, it getting, like, this getting out of control is going to create a, a whole other dom, like, that's how I think about it, a whole other domino effect of other things that are going to be, da, 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 da. And so I get, I get, like, we get stressed about different, a different tasks in different in different ways and are probably not terribly always terribly together on how we see the like how we see the priority though right now i have like a light fixture that i need to change out in our dining room it's a pretty high like a reasonably high priority to me what would you what would you say for you is that like also i mean that's probably yeah because it's pretty because it's dark in there in the dining right room when we're trying so to every once dinner, in a while so. we do intersect <laughs> on like what we both recognize needs to needs to get done we've also quickly. had it for a week though so and it's still sitting in the box. And it'll probably sit there for weeks more until we can find time to actually dedicate to that. Yeah. I, really, kind of I had a real a real dream that it would happen today, and it certainly hasn't happened yet. But We're busy yeah. podcasting today. Yeah, we, that was, this was yeah. the priority. Joel and I actually had an interesting conversation this morning um, in preparation for this podcast. That did not turn into a fight. I feel exactly. like we really navigated exactly. that well. Um, so one thing that I remember from our marriage counseling very early on before we got married, went through like premarital counseling and, um, which you people should do. Those of you that are thinking about getting married or whatever, put the time in. Don't just hire Reverend so-and-so down the corner to marry you. Put the time in. Cause we, we learned things. Yeah. So one of the things that I remember, I think we both thought that we were like very, um, 
open to who did what job and that we weren't um, stuck to these like traditional gender roles. Like, no, we're both going to be helpers and commit to this. And then in this assessment, it really comes out that like Joel has very deeply ingrained in him, um, like very traditional gender roles. Not that he is unwilling to work outside of those, but like that's just ingrained in him. So um, whereas I come home from work and immediately see the giant disaster in front of me that is our home, like that being my number one priority, it's Joel's like number five priority because he doesn't actually, without realizing it or if he, or if he's not being um, super, I can't even think of the word right now. If he's not paying attention to, you know, these things, he doesn't even see that that's something that needs to be done um, because it's not, quote, like it's not his job. Not that he's saying he's not going to do it, but he just doesn't see it as a priority of something that would be something for him to take care of. Whereas since he gets home from work sooner than I do, in my mind, it's like, well, you get home first, so you should manage these things right. or your job has a little bit more flexibility. My job is not flexible really at all. It's pretty difficult to not do all of the things that, um, that are entailed in, in the time frame that it allows. It's difficult to take time off. Um, so a lot of the typical quote, female gender role chores fall to Joel but he doesn't necessarily even realize that that I have in my mind I've placed all of these on him. So that that's kind of something that we're still trying to figure out. We're we're working. I mean, that's something that we are we are definitely working at. I'm from uh, like we talk about laundry all the time. Obviously, with a family of six, the amount the amount of laundry that is generated is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. Like when I look at our laundry room after like we have exhausted most of our clean, clean clothes you're just like this this is almost it feels insurmount like to look at it feels almost insurmountable right Mount Everest. yeah yeah it's amazing <laughs> and and then um and then for me it's like i yeah i guess i'm just uh, i feel probably pretty overwhelmed by the fact of like being able to do being able to figure out a because I want to apply like I want to apply a system to figuring out how it can never get this bad like this bad again like I I wanted I wanted I want to do that and yet like it's incre- like it's incredibly like, it's just incredibly difficult you know because and, it's more than a one person job yeah right and yeah. I I think for us like I I think I've gotten better at maybe at at seeing things around the house and that have need to be done and and just doing them um I I think but I mean that's I mean, would you say that. I think so. And I think for then me personally, like I, I'm a lot like you, Joel, where I I want a system for everything. I want yeah. to know that there's a protocol for everything. And so getting my head wrapped around the idea of seasons. Yeah. And so, yes, I would really love for all of my laundry to stay clean all the time. But for this season, that's not possible. And yep. so in this season, what can I do to at least alleviate a little bit of the pressure from myself, from Andy, from our family. Yep. That's really revolutionized kind of the way that I go about the things that need to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my biggest thing is what I, what I get. So f- what I don't want for Jackie is for her to feel that like 
wall of crazy uh yeah that wall of crazy that she walks into at the end of a day after dealing with you know who knows mm-hmm. who knows what else um if i could just and part of it is if i could just have the kids not create messes while i'm trying to pick up the other me- like that's the other thing that drives like mm-hmm. uh, drives me crazy is because if I'm down in the laundry room doing work, I cannot actually see what they're doing upstairs above when they're, you know, when they're claiming to be, you know, behaving properly. And just to, like the other, <laughs> the other day, Jackie came home and she asked, she asked me, what? <laughs> she she asked me the question that I swore I will never ask her, and I probably have, but she's like, what? She just asked me, what did you do? To, what did you do today? <laughs> and I and I just said, I was like, I, in that moment, because I had been working on laundry all day, I had um, some parent emails and things to get out that I was, you know, and Molly was with me all day that day, so every moment she's like, hey, dad, dad, hey, dad, 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 no, I'm trying to finish this. You know, it was like, it was all I could do to get accomplished what I what I did, and still, and yet still I'm like, I don't feel very, I don't feel very, I don't feel very accomplished. I feel like I made it through, got a few things done, wanted to do way more. And, and this is, I mean, this part, like Jackie is a list maker upon list makers. And this is, this is the other thing where I've like, I think I've given up on lists because then it's just a reminder to me of all the stuff that didn't, that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, like this is a season where I'm really trying to, I, yeah, garner my expectations a little bit. I don't know about lower the bar, but it's like figure that out in a different sort of way. Because as I was as I was talking to one of our, uh, as I was talking to uh, one of our staff members here at the the church, uh, well, our good friend, our good friend uh, Sebastiano, I was having like an official our armchair expert, our, on the our, podcast. Our, armchair, our armchair expert to the dudes and dads podcast. You know, I, I was kind of like saying like, I just said, it's like, dude, I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel in these areas that I'm thriving right now. Like I'm not hitting anything out of the park in terms of how we're running our family or anything like that. And he just looked at me, he goes, thriving means a lot of different things in different, in different seasons of life. He's like, he's like, <laughs> however he said it, it was like, he goes, dude, your kids are not living out on the street here. Like, let's, <laughs> you know, let's keep it in, per- let's keep in perspective. Because from him, who's you know, someone who is 61 years old and has gone through the whole thing of having, I mean, you know, several, several kids, you know, and it was for him a blended family, but it was like several kids go through the house and still, still have a teenager at home. Um, he's like, you know, he's like, you're, you guys are doing, you guys are doing great. Because <laughs> he's like, I remember what it was like when, you know, whatever. And and for us that are in it right now, it's just like I don't know what we expect of ourselves, but like it feels like regular, you know, regularly we're not we're not measuring up, we're not, which is why we have which is why we have these conversations, which is why it's helpful to be like, oh, you too, yeah, right, <laughs> you know, regardless of what we see on social media or whatever of these, I don't know, families that are just killing it, you know, they they packed everything up in a an RV or traveling across the country. How uh, do those that, people even get paid? I'm I don't know. Just confused. We'll talk offline because it's a future goal. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start. This podcast is going on the road. <laughs> Jayco's just on the road. I'm sure they want to, they want to, uh, you know, run out. Uh, they can sponsor the show. Yeah, they can sponsor the show. 
Why not? I feel like my wheels are turning. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> this could be amazing. <laughs> oh, my Chico gosh. needs a podcast. And there we, we could go. be it. There we, we go. We just, and they could pay us to take their trailers on the road. It's this beautiful. Perfect. Let's go. All right. I'm quitting but, my job tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Thanks well, ahead of time? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, ladies, we, we thank you guys for being on the show today. It, you know, we, we wanted to get you guys in the show for a while. We were going to do it last a while ago and forgot to check with you and just scheduled this because that's kind of how we are which is a whole other separate issue yeah, that we, we've yeah had we, to we thank you guys for coming on tonight but before we leave yes we need to do now it's time for the dudes and dads pop quiz bingo julie thought she this. was gonna get out of this no i just forgot about it that's the, that's the beautiful Not that part we don't listen diligently every single time that's right? the part Obviously. though is the fact that you've do, do you have a list or are we just going to go we're going to go off the cuff and I actually love I think it. the best way that we should do this is is i'm going to ask your wife the questions and beautiful. you're going to ask mine perfect just, just because yeah that'll a, that'll feel more uh, organic right so you can go first if you want totally to. organic oh, uh good. okay here we go julie uh in no specific order uh your uh favorite food dish to eat not prepare yourself but like if you can like pick a thing that you want to eat what's the go-to the chief peanut butter ice cream oh that's a good one that's actually a great choice that's a good choice all right jackie what is your favorite thing to do on a date oh that's a really good question we don't get a lot of date Date dates. Date date times usually whenever we are without our kids. It's it's at because, the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's because we have something else that we have to do or a meeting that needs to be attended or something like that. So we don't. So probably we just end up going out to dinner. But I think we had like, a, we had we had breakfast. Like we had breakfast this morning because we were alone and we uh, bought uh, fluorescent light bulbs. So it was a real nice storage so containers uh, so, and storage containers. Yeah, but probably just like a day where we could just go and do whatever we wanted. Um, I think antiquing is fun. We've done some of that before yeah. when we've had like time to just like wander around and look at other people's old stuff. It's fun. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Something awesome. I like to do. Okay, Julie, uh, I want you to go back to, uh, let's just say, let's go early high school. Uh, favorite band in early high school. Oh man. Um, early high school would probably have to be you two. Wonderful. That's a that's a You're so progressive. So progressive. Goo goo dolls. It's oh a toss up. yes. It's yes. A toss up. Beautiful choice. All right. I'm, I'm stealing Joel's question on this one. Favorite love song. Favorite love song? I don't even know if I know any love songs. I want you to I remember. was afraid I was like, getting that question. Um You still might. Wasn't there like that song in sixth grade that Everyone used to dedicate to their girlfriend in the sixth grade newspaper mm-hmm. something about on bended knee. I'm not really Down sure. Down on bended knee by Boys to Men. Maybe that's what oh. it is. Oh, yeah. Off their album two, which was the song. first CD that I ever got. Just Joel, wow, you were. I thought I knew you, but I. <laughs> hey, I know. <laughs> I know. I learned things about you in the pop quiz. That's beautiful. We also played that brown eyed girl song at our wedding, which was Van Morrison. Fantastic. That's who sings that. Yeah, brown eyed girl. Yeah. Well, there was the, you also had the uh, pour some sugar on me by Def oh. Leppard, which was also yes. an, also an interesting, uh, that was my love song in our very first. I mean, that was the one that I answered when we did the very first yes, episode of right. dudes and dads. But that's what I answered was that's my, right. just cause it, just cause it was the first thing that came to my head. Not cause it actually is. Yeah. Uh, Julie, that's another question we'd like to ask if you weren't, uh, 
just if we weren't vocationally doing in the in the realm of your work, if you weren't doing mm-hmm. what you're doing right now, what would you be what would you be doing instead? Um, I have a heart for history, so yeah. I'd be working in a national park somewhere, teaching. I just looked at history. those employment opportunities. I think you have to move really far away. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not super practical but <laughs> now you know what jackie's doing in her looking for national park job openings <laughs> she was doing that as we're recording yes. the podcast that Beautiful. was after after spring break i was like oh, oh this yeah. would be kind of neat to do but yeah. cool all right so jackie um oh man i'm trying to so what was the first thing like how did joel ask you on your first date like official date how did he ask you well i think prom was our first official date so how do you how do you ask you to prom I think I asked him to prom because oh. of the because of the short guy situation. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I think I was like, "Hey man, do me a solid." It was very like bro to bro. He was also like dating like two or three other girls two. at the same time. Right. Two. Like super Only Joel high school Joel Come was on. kind of like that. So when he said he didn't date a lot of girls in high school, I'm not really sure what I was wondering he's talking that too. about <laughs> because I'm pretty sure there was. They're calling you out during this quiz, you. Joel. I mean, I could just think of a. A, a, a good hand. Maybe it was just that they were all at the same right. time that made it's it possible. They did it all at the same just, time. Can I just say that I love Joel, but high school Joel holds a very special place in my heart. <laughs> just, <laughs> Again, I just want to re- reiterate, <laughs> we're very different people. Very different people than we were back then. Uh, let's see. Julie, if you could... Um, let's see. If... Oh, this is an easy one. If you could, oh, okay. If you could, uh, we'll do the dinner. The dinner with someone either living living or dead. If you could have dinner with somebody, uh, who would it be? It's a tough one. Um, Other than Jesus. I feel like we have right, to, like, right, we have right. to just, just to put it um, out there. Somebody that I've never met before. Or maybe, or maybe you have met. One I mean, before. if it's somebody living or dead, I would love to have dinner with my grandma one more time. That's awesome. That's yeah. a really, that's a really great response. Yeah, she was pretty incredible. Yeah, good. Okay. All right, Jackie. Favorite color? Um, I think red. Okay. Red's my favorite color. I was just looking at a new red winter hat, and then I was like, I don't actually wear winter hats, so I don't need to buy this one just because it's red. <laughs> But maybe you will. If but maybe red. if I had the right hat, then I would wear a hat. You won't know until you try. You probably should buy it. <laughs> yep. Anyone. L.L. Bean has a nice red hat. You can mail it to me. There we go. Uh, Julie, I feel like I feel like I should know maybe the answer to this. Like, uh, like your favorite hobby. Um. Just Do you one? have time for hobbies? Yeah. I mean, if, okay, we'll put it this way. If I had. If you had a hobby, a hobby, perfect. If right. I had time, I would read. Yeah? Yeah, I love to read. I don't, I like to hike. I don't, I can't just name one. Problem is we live in the wrong state Read while hiking. There yeah. That seems safe. I mean, Audiobook, in, in Indiana, audio... you might be able to. Yeah. There's not a lot it's to look out for. It's not a lot of change. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is my last one because I'm running out of things since I didn't write it down. Jackie, what's your Enneagram number? My Enneagram number is a seven, which brings about a lot of the reasons uh, that I feel towards Joel. Why? I want to know why Joel's shaking yeah, why, his head. Joel, why are you shaking your no, head? No, she is totally... Okay, first of all, we've been on a real journey for her to actually own her sevenness. So you're proud of her for, for I'm saying... I'm glad she said it on record. Yeah, that's really great. But like... Um, 
Yet the issues, the relational issues that exist between twos and sevens are very, very significant. Very significant. Like Joel says, I'm a list maker and I really like making, and it's not the seven that makes the lists. It's about the accomplishment of the list or the, the um, proposed accomplishment of the list. So then I always just want to fill all of the time with all of the mm-hmm. things, which then doesn't help with all of the other things because I constantly feel trapped in all of the things as well. There's just a lot that goes into being a seven that has responsibilities because who wants that? <laughs> I also really struggle with the fact that Jackie has a lot of, she has a lot of negative feelings about having negative feelings, which is also part of a set, mm-hmm. like part of a, the seven Absolutely. deal. And uh, when she recognizes that she's having negative feelings, it gets, it gets really intense. It gets really intense, especially if you're trying to talk through what those, what those, what those are, because she, in general, well, I should say, depending on the circumstance, but oftentimes feels like she wants out of that, like whatever place that she's in, she feels like she wants out of it now. And it's not oftentimes we can get out of it like right now. Mm-hmm. So my last question to Julie, Julie, what's what, because we've been talking about numbers and it's so revealing, what, uh, what's your, what's your Enneagram number? I am a nine wing eight. Oh. She brings the wings in. She brings the wing. I feel because yeah. I feel like for me that's significant. Yeah, yeah. Being a nine who is the peacemaker, but I'm also there's that eight that yeah. I'm the challenger. So and I, I f- want to fight about something, but I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> I want everybody to be okay. And I, find about it inter- it. and I find it interesting you as an eldest child being a nine too, because usually usually that's reserved for the middle, somewhere in the middle. I think that just means that you're the nine wing eight because everyone should just listen to what you told them to do and then everything should be fine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Good. good. Well guys, we, uh, thank you for being on the show, uh, on this episode. Um, uh, And we're Andy, we're super lucky. And again, these, uh, these women across this table are, uh, have everything to do with who we are now. Uh, they have everything to do with, uh, what, where we're becoming, what we're becoming. Absolutely. And again, the reason this show exists. And the reason the show exists, really. So no no pressure to any of you, but uh, you're a big, you're kind of a big deal. So well, thank you. Yep. Thank you, guys. If you have feedback about this show, we would love to hear it. You can call 574-213-8702 or email it to dudesanddadspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast. If you have not subscribed to the show, make sure you search for Dudes and Dads podcast in your favorite podcast application. If you enjoy the show, please give us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast from. Well, friends, until next time, we appreciate you listening. So this is us signing off. Grace and peace. <laughs>